This podcast, underwritten by The Sales Playbook, an inspiring text designed to help salespeople navigate the turbulent waters of prospects and customers. This book tells you how to handle the most common 100 sales scenarios that you'll face in business-to-business sales. Visit sales-playbook.com to purchase this for you and your sales team. This is the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Caskey Achievement Strategies. Now, your hosts, Bill Caskey and Brian Neal. You found us once again, didn't you? The Advanced Selling Podcast. My name's Brian Neal. It's my friend across the table there. Yo, bro. <laughs> oh, it's... I see what it is. It's a wrap day today at... Uh, I, I was going to say the Pizzle, but I can't say Pizzlecast. The Shizzle? The Pizzle, <laughs> the Pizzle, Pizzle, Shizzle. This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. We come to you just about every week talking about strategies and ideas and things to make your sales world better off, make it more profitable for you and for your company. I've got a new saying that my wife is uh, wife uses on me now. Can I tell it, can I tell it to you? Is it pornographic? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. No, oh, I'm it's, sorry. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a verbal <laughs> expression. Yeah. So, sometimes is. I've noticed, and I don't know where she picked this up, but you know how sometimes you're, when you, your spouse, all of a sudden they start saying something, they say it over and over and over? Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. They, I don't know where she picked this up, but... But it's the, when I say, she says something to me and I'll say something like, well, we can do that, but let's not worry about it now. Let's worry about it next week. She comes back with, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> annoying phrases from our Anno- spouses. Anno- yeah, that's right. Should be its we own did podcast. a whole radio show once on annoying phrases. We should dredge <laughs> that thing up. We but, did. I forgot about it. But that. I think it's funny because, and, ever, and it was one of the most popular <sighs> called in shows because everybody has business phrases. Yeah. Like, let's run it up the flagpole. Pet peeves, and, yeah. Pet peeves, but um, oh, yeah, Jane gorgeous. is getting really good. At, I'm just saying, you stupid, you stupid <laughs> I'm <just> idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm saying, and I'm the manager. I'm, I'm just saying. All I'm saying <laughs> is, uh, you better have it done. Or <laughs> okay, anyway, we are uh, here every week. Uh, we have a website, theadvancedsellingpodcast.com, theadvancedsellingpodcast.com. You can visit us there, and we love your feedback, comments, suggestions for shows, those sorts of things. So uh, today we've got a listener email we're going to respond to. Correct. Yeah, I got it right here. Okay, fire away. You can uh, read that thing. Shake it. Shake it in front of the microphone as I we do. I printed it out. Not totally I like paperless. It. That's okay. Here it is. Dear dear Advanced Selling Podcast hosts. Well, this guy's really. Uh, he's very. He's really. <laughs> dear formal, Advanced Selling Podcast. Um, as I'm going through the sales process, return calls from my prospects are spotty. I assume he means infrequent. Yeah. As we get toward the end of the sales process, when the decision is imminent, I'm not sure how much follow-up is too much and how much is not enough. Are you sure F-U means follow-up there? <laughs> F-U means follow-up, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, what else could it mean? Um, yeah, how much is too much, how much not? Who's that from? This is Peter from Phoenix. Peter. Phoenix, one of the fastest-growing cities I saw the other it's day. Hot Phoenix and Phoenix. Fresno. Dry. I was just in Fresno. You were? Yep. Shocking that that's one of the biggest cities. Or what do you b- have against Fastest-growing cities. Well, now they grow raisins there. It's amazing. Oh, right in the middle of the desert, there's, yeah, green. That's for another show. So that okay, so how much yeah, follow-up is question. not enough? How much is too much? It's a good question. I get this. Actually, I just had this uh, come across from two different clients, actually, the same similar question, which is how do I know when I'm over-pursuing, under-pursuing, those sorts of things? Sort of a dating dilemma, if you will. God, you always dilemma. bring everything back to, to I know. romantic It's because I just had my seven-year anniversary. Really? And I'm itching because I got the seven-year itch. <laughs> you better not say that. <laughs> I just you did. You have eight kids in seven years. <laughs> That's how, oh gosh, don't remind me. 
how much is too much? How much is not enough? Here's the, here's the thing. Uh, we teach a concept around here we call detachment. Do you want to share with the listeners what detachment means, Bill, if you don't mind? Detachment is the, uh, it's a way of thinking about outcomes that uh-huh. allows you to detach from the inevitable outcome and be very interested in the process on the way to the outcome. So yep. you're not always trying to control everything at the end because you, you probably don't have too much control anyway. And the more yep. you try to control it, sometimes the less control you have. Yeah. And we're, n- we're less concerned with yeses and nos. We're just more concerned about um, taking people through a process and getting a decision. And if it's yes, it's yes. If it's no, it's no, we move on. Well, this to me follows into that heading of, of detachment. And where I think people get tripped up sometimes is they confuse their behavior or their potential interactions with a customer with attachment or detachment. My response to them always is that attachment and detachment lies in your heart and in your head. The follow-up calls that you do in between that time are merely a mechanism to get to facilitate the process to the decision. Uh, I contend that you can call someone every 10 minutes and not be attached to them in your own mind. The attachment is, I say sometimes, is between you and God. Only you guys know if you're really attached to this deal. Assuming God's a guy. Assuming God's a guy, right? So because of that, I I don't get too hung up on how often, how frequently. I think my advice to my clients is always, you know when enough's enough, when when, when is too much. What I see our clients doing more, this is my own problem here, is they take this detachment idea and they think because they need to be detached, they shouldn't follow up enough. Right. And then they let a lot of space right. go in between contacts. And then they start time kills deals. They start to lose momentum. And then it's a, it's a bad thing. Yeah, let, let's, get, let's go back to detachment just right. real quick. Because I want to make sure that our, our listeners, and we've talked about this concept before, but maybe we haven't done it in a way that uh, is effective in, in teaching. Um, detachment does not mean disengagement. Right. And it does not mean I don't care about the prospect or I or don't care about its problems. It really means pay no attention to whether the prospect says yes or no and pay all the attention to what's happening in the process on the way to the yes and the no. Yep. And if you do the things in the process right, you're going to get the deal much more often than not. But if you start worrying too much about the outcome, you know, it's like in tennis or golf. If you, I had a, I, uh, one of my uh, clients the other day, he was saying, you know, detachment applies in golf. He says, I went out on the first, uh, first seven holes of the round, I was two under par. He goes, I've never been two under par ever after seven holes. He's, right. a, he's a 10 handicap. Yeah. And he said, and guess what I started to think? Oh, my gosh. God. You know what? I've if, never been too, under, too par. under par. The <laughs> next seven holes, and maybe if I can sneak out another birdie, I could be five under. <gasps> I could break my all-time best by eight strokes. What or happens? I bogey, could double bogey eight. in the water. Can't get out of the trap. <laughs> he ends up getting an eighty. Yep. Um, right where he's supposed to be. <laughs> right where he's supposed to be. Yeah. So he was not detached from the outcome. Right. Uh, it's like the next shot. All you got to worry about in tennis or basketball is the next time up the floor, the next shot. Not to bring everything to sports analogy, but in a way, it is a lot. That brings up another interesting point, which is the idea of the present moment. And the example that you just gave puts people's mind out of the present moment. When I find people are in this, I don't know, should I call, shouldn't I, they tend to think about the outcome. They tend to think, oh, if I don't call them up, then this. Or if I do call them up, maybe that'll push them over the edge. As opposed to just being in the present moment. And if you feel like calling the guy, call him. And if you don't, don't. Yeah. Just stay right where you are as opposed to projecting out into the future what may or may not happen if you do or you don't. So here's another part to that, and that is really it's what's in your heart. 
if you are following up with him or her every three days because you're really desperate and needy, which kind of gets back to it. I mean, it definitely gets back to a detachment yeah. or attachment. Um, but it's what's in your heart. You know, are you following up because you want to make sure he has the information and you keep connected with him because you like and you, you feel like you could really help them? I think that comes across differently. Even the follow-up itself is different than if you're doing it because you're just in damn need of a sale. Yeah. Can I have one? I have one pet peeve. Do I have time for a pet yeah, peeve? sure. Don't call up and say, hey, Bill, Brian Neal, just following up on the proposal <laughs> I sent you. Wanted to see if you had any questions. Yeah, just give me awful. a call. It's, it's, everybody an does that. Amateurs do that. See if you had any Stop questions. Yeah. Just call and be real. Hey, Bill, I haven't heard from you. I didn't know if that meant we were yes, no, you didn't have time to get back to me. Just call me back and let me know where we're at. Yeah. Either answer is okay all the way through the sales process. Yeah. You can say, you know, I, I'm just calling. I, I make a habit of uh, just making sure that uh, you got what I sent you and, and I'm, I'm here for you and just... Uh, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm available to you. I mean, that's yeah. something simple like that. But don't use the word following up to make sure you read it. Do you have any questions? Do you have any questions? That's yeah. the, yeah. Good. Do you have any questions? Yeah. Because if you're doing good proposals and following the sales process, there should be no questions. Yeah. Everything should have yeah. been handled. I think another part of this, uh, you know, he, uh, Peter from Phoenix has talked about it in terms of at the end of the process. But I also think it's a problem even during the process. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, maybe we've had the first call. And let's just say you're on a five or six call cycle and maybe it's three to four months and you've had the first call or two and you're looking for ways to keep connected and to keep that bridge because as you said earlier, time kills deals and if you let it go four weeks, he may not remember you. Right. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but just make sure that uh, we, we talked to Bob Bly the other day and we interviewed him for a bonus uh, CD that we're doing for the Playbook, which is one of our new products. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bob had a very interesting point. He said, everything you send to the prospect during the process should be coming from you as a resource. It should be resourceful. It should be information, not sales pitches and letters and brochures, but here's an article I thought you might like to read. Here's a website that has some really good, good information on, on something else. Here's a white paper that we did several years ago, but you know that it still applies today. And I thought that was ingenious of him. And he says that what he does sometimes in his sales process is he actually maps it out and says, okay, after the first call, I'll send a follow-up email. Three days later, I'll send an article. And then four days later, if we haven't talked, I'll send something else. So he's got sort of a menu to choose from. Yep. I think that's wonderful, too. So that way you're, you're, you're not always thinking, okay, you know, do I call him? Do I bug him? Am I pestering him? Yeah. Because if, if you think you might be pestering him, you probably are. Yep. And I wonder why you're pestering. You're probably pestering him because you're calling him to get the deal or yep. hope he says yes. That's annoying. Yeah. If you're just calling to see if we've made a yes or no decision, you don't care either way. That's much less annoying. Yeah. In your process, your sales process, which we is exactly what we do when we go in and work with companies, is we help them create a, a good sequence of events from beginning to end. Your process should call for you to do those things. So if, yeah. if you know that time kills deals and you don't want to wait two weeks, then put something in your process that says to the prospect, look, you know, after our meeting today, we usually like to take three or four days. We'll like to get together with you next week. So don't let it go two weeks. You know, that's right. up to you. Yeah. And if we get to the two-week mark and we haven't heard anything or decision, I'm going to take that as a no thanks. It's not a good time or whatnot and close the book on it. Yeah. Very good. I had a great story about whatnot. Did I tell it last time? Whatnot? No. Yeah. You just said whatnot. I did. That's a, like an Indiana thing. It's very Indiana. Yeah. Very I, uh, my daughter came home from uh, 
school, and I think I blogged about it here a couple of weeks ago, but it was a fascinating story. Daughter came, not from school. She's in, she's in Chicago. She's not in school anymore. She would kill me to say that. It's been five years. What am I saying? She came home from school. She's 28. <laughs> she's 28. She's in third grade. God, she's bright, though. She said, uh, a funny thing happened to one of my friend's boyfriends. He went for an interview, and on the interview, and he says whatnot a lot. Uh-huh. And whatnot's one of those kind of empty things, but, you know, I, I appreciate Thank you. It. Yeah, it's yeah, all right. Yeah. He just didn't it's fine. know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> One of those anyway, empty things that so stupid people <laughs> say when they can't think of anything intelligent to say. <laughs> what not? Uh, That's very nice. So uh, anyway, he's in the interview, <laughs> and the interviewer stops him and says, by the way, he says, um, you've been here for about 15 minutes. Do you know how many times you've said the word whatnot? <laughs> what was said, the count? Guy said, mm, three. He said, no, 15. In how many minutes? 15. Oh, and um, poor guy yeah but you know sometimes we have to hear those things and I, he didn't get the job i don't know if it was because of the series of whatnots but um <laughs> there's all sorts of reasons he didn't get the job and whatnot oh that's but, so funny um, <laughs> what, sometimes you know, <laughs> what the hell does what not mean as i sit here and think about it I go, what does that mean what not what not yeah. i don't know I or, yeah, or like if you will in the hillbilly yeah, yeah. there's an office depot if truck there if you will <laughs> anyway we got to sign off because it's getting really stupid here oh man advancedsellingpodcast.com. Come and uh, take a look and uh, give us some feedback on what you hear and make some comments. We'd love to hear from you. Also, you can call us on our Advanced Selling Podcast hotline, hotline. at 317-722-6299. Yep. And, and that number is on advancedsellingpodcast.com. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then. See ya. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Caskey Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillCaskey.com or to iTunes.